Don't be afraid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bottom Brigade Talks Horror. Today, we have watched the movie Hereditary. I'm pronouncing that correctly, correct? Yeah, yes. you're good. Hereditary. Cool. Um, this movie, full disclosure, made my butthole pucker. In <laughs> just, just your butthole? Yes, in multiple scenes. Like, this movie was so tense. <laughs> so tense! It was a very tense movie. Oh, my God. What did everybody think of this movie? I thought mm. it was a great pick. I thought it was freaking amazing, other than the fact that my butthole now hurts, <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> it was an okay movie. Not not my kind of movie that I would enjoy. I heard a sigh come from Teague's. Oh, no, no, no. It, no, no, It's all good. All good. <laughs> so everyone liked this movie. I, I believe I didn't, but <laughs> yes. It's a must watch. I'll say that. Oh. Well, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, Soul. I'm sorry. I thought you That's said you okay. liked it. <laughs> no, you never pay attention to me. It's we don't pay attention. We don't, we don't worry about what Soul says. I'm just oh. the child in the corner. <laughs> so what did you not like about it? Oh, it's just, it's just not my kind of movie to enjoy. You know? Are any horror movies your kind of movie? There. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really, no. So you're not going to like any movie that we watch on here? Oh, oh I will. I'll love the ones I pick. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few lined up already. I'm ready to go. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. So. Yes. Yeah. Hereditary. So this is considered elevated horror, right? Yeah. Like it It relies on, God, I don't even know how to describe it. it. It doesn't rely on jump scares or like monsters and stuff like your typical horror movie would. It relies on like tense situations Yeah. in order to I mean, like psychological shit. Yeah, like the psychological shit. And I mean, it, it does kind of fuck with you. Like I was on the edge of my seat for half of this damn movie. And um, I literally didn't know what this movie was about until the very end. Oh, OK. <laughs> what? Did you watch the movie we watched? No, no, I watched the movie. Yeah, I watched the movie. But you just didn't realize it was a cult. No, I didn't realize that either. At first, I, I thought it was like ghosts? spirits and like, ghosts. Yeah. 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 Well, and I mean, then, it's a demon. Well, I mean, yeah, I get that. But like at first I thought like the grandmother was haunting them. And then I thought, oh, shit. Well, Charlie is haunting them. And then it went into demons trying to possess the boy. Yeah. And it was the demon was Charlie all along. I, I, yeah, no, the Charlie demon was, was the demon. Charlotte? Yeah. 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 Charlie was the it, it was it was almost like the movie was Charlie ever actually there or was it always just pay him on? It was always. Pay him. Yeah. But the well, I mean, we'll talk about this further as we go. But the question is, is did Charlie know that she was Paymon? No, that's what. Yeah. See, there was a lot of I, I, I almost want to say that this movie didn't even really have a plot. It was just elevation of tense situation after tense situation and the tense situations just kept increasing i i would say that like they focused a lot a lot on like putting subtle clues in the background that not a lot of people 
Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, Soul did look up, like, spoilers and type of stuff, like, maybe 20 minutes in. So, throughout the entire movie, Soul and I did know that this entire thing was just around Occult and Paimon. But I can totally see if you didn't look into the spoilers, yes, not being not being sure if this was a cult, if this was a demon, if this was possession, if this was all the different things that Icy just mentioned. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Well, watching it for a second time for me, I noticed like, oh, in different scenes, like, oh, that person's from the cult, like people in the background and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, I did not definitely... watch this movie a second time. We only watched it. it once, too. It was... This was not a movie that I could sit through multiple times in one week, if that makes sense. Like, I'd, I'd definitely watch really? it again. Yeah. Like, wow. I would definitely watch this movie again, but I need to, like, make time for this movie. If that makes sense. Me with my <laughs> mental breakdowns. <laughs> I know my next pick is going to be for, you know, another, like, four weeks. But I'm going to now make sure our next one from me is going to be Midsommar, just so we can compare. Why? <laughs> You've already seen that one. <laughs> I know, but I feel like you need you know, to if you watch it again. Oh my god, this is gonna be like the third time for me, and there are still scenes I have to look away. Oh. I have never seen Midsummer. Oh, okay. Really? It was a good movie, but like we're gonna have to like do a lot of looking up scenes and stuff and like fully understand because like that one's also really psychological, and that one I still don't understand what part of like half of movie was about. Yeah. So see, like I am like your old school horror movie lover. Like I love the slashers. I love all of that. Like I love the uh, simple minded ones. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I love zombies. I love, you know, I love all of the like scream. I love Friday the 13th. I love nightmare on Elm street. I love fucking sleepaway camp. I love leprechaun. I love all (laughs) kinds of horror movies. Yes. Leprechaun is my jam and it will be one of my picks. Full disclosure. I have, I, I have actually seen it and greatly regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Leprechaun. But this type of horror movie is not my forte, if you will. Like, okay. I, I, I've seen most of, like, I've seen um, The Haunting in Connecticut. I've seen Paranormal Activity. I, I've seen haunting movies. I've seen Demon Possession movies like The Exorcist. I, I do love The Exorcist. But The Demon Possession, The Haunting... Stuff like that is not really necessarily my forte. I like them and I enjoy them, but they just don't give me that scare factor that I'm looking for. And I think part of that is because I 100% do not believe in any of that. So it just kind of seems like a fairy tale to me. But anyway, you know, um, is this type of horror movie anyone's favorite, like, subgenre of horror? Horror? Horror. I like a lot of different horror, but psychological stuff is definitely, yeah. I, I don't know if I really have a per se favorite horror type, but I would say more something that I can do research into it afterwards, like demons. I do like, so. <laughs> okay. What about you, Soul? What's your favorite type of horror movie? Um, The stupid ones <laughs> that I can laugh at, you know? Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Yeah. You know, the ones that are that Google says are horror, but when you, like, actually go to watch the movie, it's not classified under... Yeah. I like those ones. And I don't know how I feel about letting you pick movies that aren't genre-specific <laughs> to horror. Well, you see, Google says it's horror, and Google knows everything. Case closed. I'll, I'll allow it. Um, Thank you. And we'll talk about 
why we're talking about this later on in the show. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, how about we get into the movie? Because there's a lot to fucking talk about about this movie. Yeah. So much. So this story begins with us, like, kind of looking out from the window in a workshop to a treehouse. And then the treehouse's light is turned on. And it the camera angle, like, zooms back in to um, a dollhouse, I want to say. It, uh, kind miniature, of. It's miniature diorama. Yeah, it's it's like like a clay type model of some sort. Um, and then Steve uh, wakes his teenage son Peter and 13-year-old daughter Charlie for their 78-year-old grandmother Ellen Taper Lee's uh, funeral. Their grandmother had just died and they were going to the funeral. But Steve doesn't find Charlie sleeping in her bedroom. He instead finds her sleeping in the treehouse. Tells her it's cold, and this is how you catch pneumonia. My first issue with this movie, that is not how you fucking catch pneumonia. (laughs) I want a (laughs) treehouse. Spoiler alert to all of the old people who just believed everything that they said. Despite popular belief, cold weather does not make you sick. (gasps) I've had pneumonia before. (laughs) You I can't get... remember how I caught it, but it wasn't from <laughs> cold weather. You'll get sick from viruses. No. <laughs> like from the computer? <laughs> no. I love and the daughter's response. She's just, that's okay. <laughs> right, right. That's how you catch pneumonia. <laughs> Meh, that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> so um, Steve's wife, Annie, an artist who sculpts miniature uh, dioramas, delivers the eulogy at her mother's service. Uh, Charlie makes some kind of noise. The clicking uh, of her tongue? Yeah, it's like the clicking of her tongue, but it doesn't really clearly explain why she does that. Um, we do know pick why. Up, yeah, did you ever pick up why this? I was under the impression that she had some form of Tourette's. Well, no, but kind of. Kind How of, the no? fuck is it no, but kind of? Well, because <laughs> the reason why she does it is because of Paimon. That's Paimon's like the demon. So yeah, because the brother did it. Later the brother ends too. up doing it later when he's like. Bes- no, I, I get that, but like, Paimon had Tourette's, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe Look, someone in this motherfucker had Demons Tourette's. Demons are human too. Okay, because you don't just go for no reason. Okay. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. When doing my research, when I need to focus, I do the tongue click. <laughs> do you? I don't think Sol noticed it when I was doing my research earlier tonight, but I did start doing that, and I realized what I was doing, and I was like, I'm possessed. Teague's is Paymon. No! (laughs) The priests at school were right. (laughs) The power of Christ compels you. Uh, Anyway, so uh, Annie talks to Charlie about Ellen at bedtime that night, and Charlie claims that her grandmother always wished Charlie were a boy. Now, yep. I actually did pick up on this. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Um. Of course, I didn't pick up on it until the very end, uh, yeah. whenever, you know, it was all going down with uh, uh-huh. the, the boy, Peter. Uh, fucking Ellen was Paymon. What? Or was like a... Like a servant of Paimon, not Paimon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she was. She was, the, she was the queen of the cult. Yeah, and the reason she had wished Charlie were a boy is because Charlie was fucking Paimon. And it's because, yeah. Because... Paimon prefers to be a dude. Yes. Fucking sexist piece of shit. Uh... 
Okay. Sol, do you have something to say? <laughs> I do. I've been trying to talk. So, uh, yeah, basically, like, the grandma had put Paimon into, like, into Charlie when, like, I think Charlie was still in the womb. So she was supposed to come out as a guy, but then ended up being a girl. And when Paimon is put into a female host, he becomes livid and violent. Like, he becomes angry. So he didn't give the cult the riches that he promised. Oh, see, I didn't pick up on all of that. Yeah, which is why they wanted to transfer, like, they wanted to kill Charlie and put Paimon into Peter. See, I feel like there were easier ways to go about that. <laughs> right? What are you talking about? My, my first, my first choice is death. <laughs> but I, I, so, I feel like there are easier ways to go about this than elaborate schemes to kill one so that you can put the soul into another. I mean, I mean how else how are you supposed to get it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, this is 2018, right? This movie came out in 2018, yep. right? Yep. I mean, there are ways to do this other than murder. What are the ways? Yeah. Please elaborate. Like, sex change. Oh, my God. I actually have that written in my notes somewhere. Like, well, what if Peter was trans? Like, what? Right! <laughs> okay. Yeah, you see, like, when I was reading about how, like, Paimon, Paimon likes to be in a guy's body, I was like, okay, so they get dysphoria. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I get, I completely understand that. Mood. I'm just saying, we could have avoided some bloodshed here. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, fuck it, let's just kill it. Of course, I mean, fine. technically, Charlie was Paimon, so... Charlie technically did have the choice to do what Paymon did. I'm so confused. <laughs> this movie confuses me. Because <laughs> you're old. Well, did he you. Need, like sacrifices? Because I mean, the mom killed herself too. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah, so in the book where like it explains who like Paymon is, uh, in the picture it shows Paymon holding three severed heads. So I think like the three heads are like payment to him, it, which is yeah. why the three people, you know, had to be decapitated. Which I've gone into looking. There is in the actual uh, rituals for Paymon, there was nothing about needing decapitated heads. So, so sad. I know. Probably kind of wanted to know if like this was an actual thing, but apparently there is no actual thing about sacrificing heads. Wait, the three ca- decapitated heads... Mm-hmm. Who was the third decapitation? Charlie would have been first. The mom would have been number two. The grandma. Remember they took they, her head off. They dug up her body. And- Holy shit. The more you know. That was the grandma in the attic? Oh my god. Yes, that was yeah. the grandma in the attic. They literally said it was her. That's a lot there then. Oh my god. Wow. Did you oh see god. the pictures of like the grave being dug up? And the husband at the end was like, you did it. Like, you did you it. dug up the body. Yes, but I'm stupid. When, when she didn't actually. Spoiler alert, I am stupid. She didn't? Oh, we knew. No, and, she didn't. It was the cultist that did. And I did not catch that. Um, anyway, before I embarrass myself more. Don't worry, we still have time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Charlie's, Charlie claims that her grandmother always wished that she were a boy. Uh, to Annie's confusion, Charlie also wonders aloud who will care for her now that Ellen is dead. Annie later sees a haunted vision of Ellen after looking through a memory book while in Annie's workshop. Now, this is where I thought this was a haunting movie. I was like, okay, 
we're about to see some ghosties. Yeah, to be honest, I'm still not sure what was up with the ghosties. I yeah, I mean, it uh, wasn't really all that clear. I I think she just saw it. you know like trick of the light. I mean, a lot of people have like said that like they see people that have like their loved ones that have really passed. Yeah. I guess. Then why do several people see it throughout the movie? Do several people see the grandmother? Yeah. Not the grandmother, but Well the the daughter sees the grandma. The mom sees well, and yeah, but there's Peter Charlie sees Charlie several times. Charlie well, would that's have seen probably the... due to like, you know, fucking trauma. <laughs> Charlie would have seen the goes. grandma though. Charlie would have seen the grandma because the grandma was Paymon's servant. So Yeah. I mean, I it don't could know. have been the cult, like, doing it to try and, you know, get everything to happen. Yeah, because, yeah. like, the reason why Peter was put through so much, like, psychological and phys- physical damage was because Paimon needs, a like, a, a vulnerable host to transfer. Yeah, yeah. So, so it makes sense that just a lot of random shit was going on. Right. Anyway, so we cut to uh, Charlie in her classroom, and a she's, like, drawing? Right? She's messing with, like, a toy. Oh, yeah, she's messing with a toy. And the teacher asks her, have you finished your test? Oh, my God. Almost. I literally literally put in my notes flashbacks to how passive-aggressive teachers are. That was... She was so passive-aggressive. Yeah, she was like... That was one of the nicest teachers I've ever come across. (laughs) She was like, like, have you finished your test yet? How about we finish that first? And then flips it over and yeah, down the pencil. I thought that was the nicest. Te- My teacher would have been like, "Have you finished your test?" No, and then she would have taken the damn toy and threw my yeah, desk exactly. across the room. <laughs> At least that teacher was like, "You can play with the toy after the test." Basically, yeah. you my know? teacher would have Teachers thrown. Would have just taken that shit. Right, my teacher would have taken my toy, thrown the desk across the room, and then she would have said, "Now you can do it standing the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's not allowed anymore, okay? They have to be passive-aggressive. They can't be just straight-out aggressive, okay? I was going to say, I feel like if it was me, my teacher would have been like, do you need a separate room? Is it too loud in here? We can get you a separate room. <laughs> oh, my God. You a teacher's that nice? Yeah. Wow. It, it, it kind of pays, you know, having special needs on your file. Yeah. See, if I had said, it's too loud in here, I need a separate room, my teacher would have been like, oh, it's too loud in here. How about now? Is it too loud in here? Tough shit. Get back to work. <laughs> I like, love teachers. I'd have been like, okay, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> and by the way, this is my fourth grade teacher that I'm talking about, just for the record. This ain't even a high school teacher. <laughs> I had my desk flipped over so many times in fourth grade. It was my- not even funny. My fourth grade teacher just berated me in front of the whole class saying no wonder why I was bullied and that I was such a bitch. Oh my <laughs> god. Mine wasn't that bad. Actually, I do have uh, an interesting story. So I didn't have uh, glasses in the fourth grade, but I needed glasses. Nerd. <laughs> Fuck you. And um, I was always complaining that I couldn't see the board. And my fourth grade teacher told me, well, if you have trouble seeing the board, just let me know. And we can um, we can make arrangements for you to get closer or whatever so that you can see the board. So I said, OK. So one day we were doing math problems and I raised my hand and she goes, what? And I said, I can't see the board. And she gets right up in my face and says, then you can get up and go look. Don't tell me you can't see the board. If you can't see the board, you need some damn glasses. 
And then three <laughs> days later, I had glasses. <laughs> Traumatizing moments for poor Icy. Yeah. He was abusive. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so she's playing with the toy and the teacher does what the teacher does. And then a bird flies into the window and just dies there. She thought it was a lobster. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. When she goes outside afterwards and it just shows the pigeon like on the bush. I don't know why I thought it was a lobster. I was not so even the color of lobsters. <laughs> <sighs> and then after Charlie and the whole class looks, there's a woman across the street waving at Charlie. Yep. And did you mention the part where the where Charlie took the head of that's the bird? After. No, oh. that that's that's, that's definitely after. <laughs> So yeah, um, Charlie goes. Casual things. Charlie goes outside for like recess, I guess it's recess. Um, and she took scissors with her, and she goes out there and just nonchalantly cuts the damn head off. Yep. Just eating yep. some chocolate, you know. Yeah, she's just eating chocolate and chillaxamundo, just snip snip, and yeah, puts the bird's head in her pocket. Oh, yeah, and then that's when the woman waves at her from across the street. My bad. Oh, it makes sense now. He needed heads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. always like, what's... Yep, why? Also, and, like, you know, like... Chocolate. you know, like, okay, Sorry, go on. You know, like, at the beginning when the dad wakes her up in the, the treehouse, she has yeah. a shoebox there, and she, like, quickly covers it when he calls for her, and people are saying that that's where, like, the other heads are, like, that are at the end in Joan's apartment. Mm. Huh. Interest. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Teagues? Oh, I was just gonna say that I found that you know people have pointed out that chocolate is often associated with sin and temptation, which explains why Charlie, aka Paimon, Paimon, is obsessed with it. And you can see it throughout the movie that it keeps going back to the chocolate. That really yeah. sucks, considering Charlie's allergic to fucking peanuts. Yeah. Well, nuts in general, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I thought maybe it was just because she was a kid and like <laughs> you know candy. Maybe it could be, but. I have seen it point out a few times that it's because chocolate is temptation and sin. So true. Ah, also she's not that much of a kid. She's thirteen. Soul, that's up. a kid. Well, I know it's a kid, <laughs> but like I would expect, like I don't know, like a five-year-old to like constantly have chocolate on them. But like a thirteen-year-old, maybe it's just because I don't like chocolate. But like I rarely ever had chocolate. Huh. You know, I had chocolate all the time. Okay. I loved chocolate. Okay. I take it back. <laughs> Never mind. Just fuck me, I guess. <laughs> anyway, so we cut back to Annie and she's researching, researching, researching apparitions on her fancy handy dandy computer. And, um, oh. <laughs> wow. What? No, nothing. Just <laughs> what? Continue. You don't like it when I talk like this on the fancy dancy microphone? Oh my. <laughs> I'm high. I'm sorry. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> so Steve receives a phone call from the cemetery uh, and is informed that Ellen's grave was desecrated, but he decides for some reason not to tell his wife. Um, I don't know you why the fuck her. he wouldn't tell the daughter. It's, it's her fucking daughter. True, but like, what is she going to do about it? Yeah, she's grieving. I, w I probably yeah. wouldn't tell. I don't know. I could understand. Is this normal emotion? Because I would have just flat out said it. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't tell someone who's already going through 
a lot. Oh, hey, by the way, your your mom, I know your mom just died, but her gravesite has been desecrated, and there's no way we'll ever find her body. So that's a no-go. But continue grieving. That's cool. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Interesting. Why is that a no-go? Be- because, because it hurts people. <laughs> yeah, you, when someone, like, when your loved one dies, you want to think that they're going to be, like, laying peacefully. You don't want to know that their body was taken out of their final resting place and is now who knows where. Yeah, it's like, and uh, someone's doing who knows what to it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but they're they're dead, right? Like Yeah. But, but again people, some people believe in spirits. Uh, no, I I get that, but even like even people who don't believe in spirits would be upset at this, no? Like would they? Yeah, because like like I said, it's I mean your your loved one. You want to know that they're being laid to rest in a good place in the ground, you know. It's also good to know where their body is. Yeah. People like to go visit, you know. I've never understood that. Never understood why people want to go visit a corpse. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Like being close to them. I Okay. Um, I will take your words for it. And if I am ever in a situation where my friend or family member's loved one has died and someone desecrates the grave, I won't tell them. <laughs> I'm so glad you've learned this lesson. <laughs> I I mean again I you know there I know why I don't understand it but at the same time I wish I did maybe yeah, that's, I don't yeah, know Yeah that's understandable <laughs> But it's not like it's like common everyday occurrences I don't think you have to worry too much Yeah uh, well I hope not <laughs> But see the the thing with me is is once the like the mind is gone the person is gone the carcass that's left over means Nothing to me, anyway, and, and I get that Did it the means the person living mean anything to you, though. No, but that... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to an extent, yeah. Like, like you guys mean something to me. Um, Aww, thank you. Uh, my my brother means something to me. Um, certain people, you know, if they've been in my life for a long time. But as far as like, I. I don't know. We're getting way off topic here. Yeah, anyway. Because yeah. now I'm way too much into this. Now I'm going to cry, so let's move on. Anyway, um, he decides not to tell his wife. And uh, Annie tells Steve she is going to a movie. But what she's actually doing is attending a grief counseling support group. Uh, I don't know she- why she can't tell her husband. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Why didn't she just be like, oh, yeah, I was just. I grieve counseling. I don't know. Maybe because she like didn't want to bring him and he was also grieving and no one gave a shit that he was grieving. I'm so upset. Yeah. <laughs> Men don't grieve. Oh, oh you you right. You gotta True suck man, it up. Don't grieve. You gotta suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so she arrives at the meeting and it's dark outside. Uh Annie openly discloses her mother's mental health issues, including the dissociative identity disorder and dementia. And um, the way she describes it, by the way, is not DID in the slightest. Okay. Okay. There are a few things, and I'm not going to go into DID. Um, but when when movies talk about personality disorders, it drives me insane because none of them 
actually fucking know anything about personality disorders whatsoever, like at all. It drives me nuts. But anyway, (laughs) I don't even remember how they described her DID. I just thought dementia because then she just say like she wasn't there in the later years. Yeah, she wasn't there and she would get like emotional and then angry and then emotional again and then angry and then emotional and she would do things that didn't make sense. That's that's just not DID. That's that's not any at at most that would be bipolar disorder. Like again, that's also just dementia. Yeah. 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 And it's it's also yeah, it can just be dementia. But in no way is that DID like. DID would be closer to me, not quite me, but closer to me, if that makes sense. Definitely going to make sense to the listeners. <laughs> uh, for the listeners' sake, I uh, have ASPD, antisocial personality disorder. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. <laughs> um, but anyway, as we continue to digress, we've digressed so much in this episode. Holy shit. It's a long movie. Oh my it God. is a long movie. It is a long movie. going to be a long podcast. It, yeah, and editing. there's so much to talk about. Fuck you, soul. <laughs> um, but anyway, Charlie sees a strange light in her bedroom. Uh, gallery owner Sylvia, right? Her, that was her name? She like owns a gallery. Her name's Sylvia. She contacts Annie about progress on her new works. And her works are those like, doll houses like the clay doll houses yeah. yeah i think they have like she's like doing like sets for show or something an animated show i don't know yeah. i do not know it's not important it's okay, not i might be confused because i thought that first the husband came in and was like how is your project going and she's like oh i have like another six months to go and later on in the movie there's a phone call which it's it's from the Archer Gallery. Oh, yeah. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's an email. Yeah, I was going to say, she gets, like, a text or an email, and yeah. then later on gets, like, a call. Yeah, the phone call's later. That's my bad. It's um, it's an email that she gets about her progress. Now, um, I'm sorry. Can we just can we just pause for a quick second and go back to uh, the meeting that Annie went to? Sure. Because we didn't talk about, like, her brother or her dad. So... Um, she mentions that her brother had schizophrenia and that he ended up taking his life and that he did it like in their mom's bedroom and in his note blamed his mother and said that she was putting people in his head. So I personally don't think he had schizophrenia. I think what happened was they tried to put Paymon in him and it didn't work. And he like ended up, you know, taking his life due to the psychological damage of, you know, trying to be possessed. I must have completely missed that conversation because I didn't even know she had a brother. Yeah, she had a brother. <laughs> Which, um, along those lines, not sure if it's ever caught, but the brother's name is Charles. Yep. Which they're it's very close Char- to Charlie. Which therefore, Charlie is supposed to be like the next generation because Charles was supposed to be the first host or yeah, the next host to Paimon, and then Charlie is the one after. Huh. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I just just wanted to just wanted to bring that up. Interesting. Thought it was interesting. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, the Archer Gallery contacts Annie through the email about her progress on her new works. I'm not very good, again, with the social cues, but I'm pretty sure just after your mother dies, you shouldn't contact someone about how their work is going, right? True. Like, 
Yeah. Give them a little bit of time, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the call, the person's like, oh, you know, it's okay if you push them further. Just give us a call. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. They technically, like, I, we're just wanting to see the progress, like what has been done. Like, yeah. Basically yeah. saying hurry the fuck up without saying hurry the fuck up. No. No. I think people like, are just anxious and not anxious, yeah. but like excited and want to see. Yes. Like, but I also think like with the phone call, how it was like, hey, like tell us if you need to push it. It's more like they're worried about their deadline not being met. So they're like, if you need time, we will push it back. They were being like considerate in the message. Okay. <laughs> Maybe like we're just giving them the, the benefit of the doubt. People. You never know. <laughs> Which the phone call, the voice on the other side is the the director himself. Oh really? Oh, nice. For like the whole movie, I thought the director was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> when I looked it up, I was like, oh, okay. I was wrong. I apologize. <laughs> anyway, so um, we get to a point. To where Peter asks his mother if he can go to a party where he hopes to see a classmate that he is interested in. I never caught her name. I never caught her name either. But like when the dude invited him to go to the party, he says, bring your dick. And yeah. I put in my notes that mine's detachable, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Annie asks Peter if he invited his sister to go with him. And Peter's just like. And, you know, this is where I would expect the big brother to be like, no, I don't want to take my little sister to the party because he claims that it's a party for school, but he is all OK with it. He's like, does she want to go? <laughs> well, because because he knows that she doesn't like she won't want to go. But True. also, yeah. he says that it's for school, so he can't just be like, no, I don't want to take her because right. don't they go to like the same school. Yeah, they do. So I guess. But yeah, yeah, I guess he does know that she's not going to want to go because uh, yeah. she ends up. She not. didn't want to go. Yeah, she she didn't want to go. The uh, mother like forces her to go. Yeah. Like, God, you're such a horrible mom. That whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and, this is the part where I say the mother just really is the embodiment of my mother. Like every single scene included the breakdown. So I was like, whoa, this is too realistic. Oh, wow. At least this mother had a reason for her mental breakdowns. True. Yeah. But see, Annie forces uh, Peter to take Charlie with him to the party, even though she and Charlie insisted she did not want to go. Um, so but they go. Was, didn't the mom like forcing um, Charlie to go because she found Charlie like outside? Yeah. She was like outside having a vision. That's right. Yeah. She saw the grandma, right? Yeah. The grandma yeah. sitting on logs that were on fire. Yeah. She was like barefoot out in the cold and everything. Yeah, And uh, so that's why she makes her go to the party, because she thinks her child is weird. <laughs> so understandable. They're at the party and Peter asks that girl if she wants to smoke some pot. And he's like, I got the good shit, yo. And um, so they go up there and he blows off Charlie so that he can smoke marijuana. Um, and he's like, look, there's chocolate cake. Get some, get some. Um. And then so Charlie goes and eats the cake and she's left unmonitored. So when she's eating the cake, lo and behold, there are nuts in the cake yep. and she starts having an allergic reaction and she begins choking as she walks up into the room and she's like, I can't breathe and tells her brother that, um, you know, she's basically about to die <laughs> and um it cuts to Peter carrying her frantically to his car 
and rushes her towards the hospital along a dark country road. It, it's just like a standard, like two way asphalt road. And then uh, Charlie sticks her head out the window in an effort to breathe better. And then there's a animal in the road and Peter swerves to miss the animal. And then you just see the electric pole and Charlie just goes kathunk into it. And her body goes back into the car and her head is on the ground. And Peter stops the car and is in like a state of shock. This is quite literally where my butthole puckered. Yeah, <laughs> that scene like had me speechless. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like poor Charlie, but also poor Peter. Like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize like on their way to the party, the yeah, it focuses on the pole, focuses on that pole. Yeah, yeah. so you, like you knew something had to happen yeah. with that pole. Which, if you also noticed, uh, the the symbol for Paymon is on that pole. Was it? Was it? It was. Huh. And yeah, that scene was so messed up. Is it sad that the first thing I thought of whenever that happened was that the mother was going to fucking blame him for this when in reality it's her fucking fault because she made Charlie go to the damn party. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like Peter, like he just drove home and didn't do anything. He was in shock. He like oh, drove yeah. home oh. so slowly too. Pure like, shock. Totally in shock. And my thing is like the parents were awake when they got when he got home and they didn't hear charlie like talk or anything and they weren't like huh that's kind of weird maybe i should check up on my children (laughs) no yeah when that when that scene happened so nice topic because we were discussing what is what do you do in that situation because technically he was not supposed to be driving because he was high so do you want to call the police and be like, hey, I'm driving high and my sister just got decapitated? That How did, would okay. sober me up so quickly, I would still fucking go ambulance. I mean, yeah, I, I would True. definitely. It would. Yeah. How, how did they get like, like how, how did they get this cleaned up? Okay, so like when the mom finds out, right, she like she would have to like call like the like the police or something to like get the file, like the report. But, like, how did none of this go back on him? Because it wasn't his fault. Well, I know it wasn't It wasn't his fault, and it was an accident, but they never, like, invested. I'm sure they did. Sure they they did. just didn't they... put it in the movie. Because uh, after okay. after he tells the story of what happened, they're just going to... That case closed, you know? Because, I mean, he was trying to help her and was doing everything he could to help her, and then this happened, and he was yeah, in such also, shock that he just drove home. Him being high may have been nothing to do with what happened like yeah well, yeah yeah so um as so had pointed out to me and i had done the research at first this is based on a true story like oh, the really? accident part not the whole movie no shit damn. yeah like that's actually happened damn yeah it was in uh i think georgia georgia in 2004 yeah, georgia. um a guy and his friend were driving home. They were very drunk after a party. The passenger felt he felt he was going to be sick, so he stuck his head out the window in case he was going to throw up. And the driver accidentally swerved near a pole, and he was decapitated. Which the drunk driver was so drunk he didn't even realize what happened to his friend, and he just continued to drive home and parked in his parents' driveway. Which the next day, a neighbor going out for a walk with their child had discovered the body and called authorities. Now, see, that one would lead to an arrest. Yeah. <laughs> I think it says he was 
spent five years in prison. Yeah, that one would lead to arrest. The The way it happened to Peter and Charlie, that would not lead to an arrest because yeah, complete, total accident, you know, there was nothing that anybody could have done to avoid this situation. Except mm-hmm. the mother who didn't have to make Charlie go to the party. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why are we pointing fingers? I mean, it was an accident. I feel like this kind of situation, everyone and no one is to blame. No, no. Like the mother deserves to go up in flames. There was was so many choices that if you changed one choice, it would have fixed it. Okay. So, so one, the mother could have not made her go. Or two, he could have actually took care of his sister at the party and didn't, you know, tell her to fuck off and eat some cake. That he didn't know if it had nuts in it or not, and he knows that she has a deadly allergy to. Okay, other thing is, like, at the funeral, remember, she was, like, eating something, and the dad was like, that doesn't have nuts in it, right? And the mom, like, again, was like, that doesn't have nuts, and they were like, and she was like, because I didn't bring the EpiPen. Yeah, if why was daughter, the EpiPen not with them? Exactly. Yeah, why did they not bring they the EpiPen? should always have a fucking EpiPen on them. If I am allergic to something that requires me to have an EpiPen, I'm not going anywhere without that fucking EpiPen. Side note, EpiPen is a very fun word to say. EpiPen, EpiPen. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, I know, aren't EpiPens like super fucking expensive? But either way, yeah, they're like $200. Like like they've got the money for it. Yeah. In fact, my doctor refuses to give me an EpiPen, even though it's proven I'm deadly allergic to bees. Oh my, you need a new doctor. Oh, I have a new doctor now. But. Well, that's good. Holy shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of doctor refuses an EpiPen to someone who's allergic to bees? Like, it's been proven I am deathly allergic to bees, but they're just like, mm, I don't think you need it quite yet. They're like, wow. Until you are actually in the hospital dying, then we'll maybe give you an EpiPen. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, the family holds a funeral for Charlie after all of this happens, and uh, Steve looks through Charlie's sketchbook of drawings. Uh, Peter experiences a panic attack while smoking marijuana under the bleachers at his school. Yeah, which, um, at the school. Total mood. I can relate to that hella hard. Uh, <laughs> wow. not, not the panic attack part, but the smoking, smoking marijuana under, under the bleachers. bleachers. Yeah, I can relate to the panic attack one. Same. Oh, so <laughs> so a little bit of a side story here. Um, at my high school, our bleachers like they you could push a button and they would extend outward, and then if you push that button again, they would go in and like go flat up against the wall so that you because like the bleachers took up half of the gym court. Yeah, and Same. they would go up into the wall. We were under them, you know, doing our thing. And did someone close it on you? The coach started to close them, and all he <laughs> sees literally is four people dart out from behind the bleachers and take off running. <laughs> wow, you you had friends back then? I wouldn't call them friends. Okay, they had weed that was good enough for me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, mood. Anyway, so. Um, after his panic attack, he bikes home from school, and then Peter arrives home in the dark after work, I guess? I don't know. Oh, I'm stupid. No, sorry. Peter arrives home in the dark after biking home from school. Um, and he that greets... long of a bike ride. 
Yeah, Annie grieves alone while sitting in the car in the driveway. And at first, I thought this bitch was going to run him over. <laughs> like, I legit thought this bitch was going to run him over. But the car wasn't even started. And I she wouldn't be waits. surprised. <laughs> right? Right. She waits until he's inside before she starts the car and drives away to her uh, grief support meeting. But when she gets there, she decides to turn around while still in the parking lot. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Apologies. However, shut up. <laughs> however, before she can leave, a fellow group member, Joanne, Joanne, right? I think it's yeah. Joan. Yeah. Joan? Okay. Joan? Yeah. Joan. Joan spots Annie and stops her to talk. After hearing about Charlie's death, Joan confides in Annie about the loss of her own child and grandson. Bullshit. Um, okay, okay, okay. She popped on the screen. You have to know that. You ha- like, yeah, it was. Bullshit. She always plays she a was deviant bullshit. character. Like she, she does going to be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as okay. I saw her. Here's the here's the thing. Okay, so one, um, it's her. She lost her son and her grandson. Both are male. So either one, she lied about losing them to get closer oh. to Annie, or those were previous hosts that had passed while trying yeah, to like could be get right. possessed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you could be right. I could be right. Or it could be <laughs> completely and utterly wrong. Whoa. I true. Was really gr- so they said they drowned. What if like jo- Joan was trying to get them to like become the host and then the father was like, I don't want you to become the like us become the host so I'm gonna kill myself and my son and then he like drowned them together. That got dark. wow that's even darker than the movie (laughs) no pun intended since half of the shit took place at night and i couldn't see the damn tv (laughs) yeah i would i would see things like the people in the background and he's like what are you talking about and i'm like they're right there can't you see uh so annie returns home steve makes a pass at her but annie like shrugs him off and uh, Annie ends up sleeping in the attic. No, no treehouse. Treehouse with you the heaters. Correct. With the heaters on, yeah, because she can't sleep in the bed or whatever. Uh, and then we go into Peter's room, and he hears Charlie's clicking noise, uh, and he sees what he thinks is a vision of his dead sister in his room, and he's like in a state of panic. Uh, but it kind of looks like his own hoodie to me, anyway. Yeah, like, like it just looks like chair. a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, which honestly, mood, because I would also <laughs> sit up in the middle of the night and think that my clothes on my chair were a body. I still do that to this day. <laughs> I just try to fall asleep as soon as I hit the, the pillow and then I don't have to think about it. <laughs> anyway, so Annie uh, in the morning visits Joan at Joan's apartment. And uh, Annie which is tells- another clue. What do you mean? The the welcome mat. I don't see how. Please explain. Because Annie says, um, Annie says, um, oh, my my mom used to crochet or whatever. Those welcome mats for people. And Joan is like, oh, that's cool. And then completely changes the subject. Did not catch on to that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because 100 percent the grandma did make that welcome mat for her. I mean, did you catch later on when she pulled a bunch of mats out from the attic? Yeah. Exactly the same. Exactly the the same same. symbols. Yeah. I think we've established that I missed a shit ton in this movie, guys. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Like, I mean, I've got this movie down. I I know the story and I know what happens. But the the, like little things that 
y'all picked up on, I was just oblivious. I was sitting over in the corner with my, I, for lack of a better term, Fig Newton's going, hey, hum, 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 hey. <laughs> like, no idea what that is. Totally oblivious <laughs> to the world. I was just sitting there staring off into space, like, girl got decapitated. Wow. I was literally vibing the entire movie doing a little dance. <laughs> I can just see Teagues sitting there in their chair just going, mm, 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 just doing a little jig. Basically. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. Anyway, so um, can we talk about how the mom creates a model of the scene of Charlie's death? Oh my god, yes! And the father's like, well, what are you gonna do if he sees it? And she's like, this not this about has nothing to- Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, no it's big like, what deal. What kind of mother are you? <laughs> okay, I do not pretend to know emotions. But I know that that is fucked up. Yeah. And I know that that is going to fuck him up if he sees it, right? Yeah, yeah. he's already <laughs> fucked up. And she's like, well, it's a neutral view of the accident. No, it's not. It's still the trauma that he experienced. Yeah, that's just, oh, my God. Uh, holy crap. And can we also talk about the fact that, like, she's she is upset that, like, he doesn't like her. But it's like she tried to kill him while she was sleepwalking. That's going to scar a child. I mean, she was sleepwalking, though. Yeah, but you're still not going to feel safe. And I highly doubt she ever said sorry. Does she really have anything to apologize for? Yes! Okay? <laughs> I don't care if she was sleepwalking. I don't care if she was hypnotized. Okay? It's still her body. And she put lighter fluid on top of her children and yeah. herself and lit a match. I I'm would sorry. never be able to forgive my mother for that. Yes. Waking up to your mother basically trying to kill you, like, or In there, trying to kill you. Away. Okay, so let me lay out a hypothetical for sleep? you so that I just understand this, okay? Because I, I legit, I need to understand, okay? So let's say we're in the world of supernatural, like Sam, Dean, all of that stuff exists, okay? A demon possesses me, all right? And my demon that is possessing me goes and beats the holy living crap out of my brother. And then the demon leaves my body. Am I supposed to apologize to my brother? Yes. Yes. But, but the demon and the sleepwalking are not the same situation because sleepwalking, that's still your consciousness. That's not someone else completely taking over. See, I, it's hereditary, right? I don't think the sleepwalking was actually sleepwalking. I think oh. it had something to do with the demon. Maybe that was the first initial start of the trauma. And that was Paimon trying to get her oh. to kill Charlie so that the soul could be put into another body Ooh. but they would be killing the new host as well but at that yeah. time did they know that that was going to be the new host or were they just looking yes. for a new host they i think they knew hmm. okay i will err on the side of agreeing with the people who know feelings for this one uh <laughs> okay why did they not just put pa paymon in peter to begin with because they were they were um, uh, uh, um, uh, emancipated is that the word that they used well like like the mom and the and like annie and her mom weren't talking oh when, yeah, yeah when peter was born so she wasn't allowed near peter well okay i'm just remembering now too um annie tried to 
kill Peter before he was born? Yeah. Yeah. And like her like her like why dream. She was like, I didn't want this to happen. Like I didn't want you. Right. She forced and me. I'm wondering if it had something to do with everything going yeah. on. Like I don't maybe, know. Maybe maybe the mom forced her to like have Peter and then like when she was pregnant, she like that's when Steve was like no contact. Because hmm. they say that the husband told, like forced her like no contact with the mom. Huh. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> Annie uh, ends up running into Joan at an art supply store. Wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. I got one more thing about at be- with her at Joan's apartment. Yes, daddy. Okay, uh, so <laughs> she, Joan, Joan gives her tea, okay? So while she's drinking the tea and like, you know, yeah, spilling all her trauma, there's a piece of black herb that she pulls out of her mouth. And uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, <Continue>. sorry. <laughs> um, like when like it it's that black herb is the same black herb that the grandma feeds Charlie in the pitcher in like her room, like in the the pitcher. What's the book that has the pictures in it? That family photo like, album? His, Yes, in the photo <laughs> album. It shows the grandma like feeding Charlie, like breast oh. like, not breastfeeding her, but feeding her with a bottle. And in the bottle there is a black herb. And it's the same black herb that uh, Annie takes out of her mouth at Joan's okay. apartment. Yeah, see, the mom was, like, possessed somehow in some way. Because later on in the movie, something happens and you can just, like, see her change. Just switch from, I don't know. Yeah, when, when, the, when the, the, the father is on fire and then yeah, she I didn't switches to her sexy eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All of that sounded Did you say wonderful. Sexy eyes? <laughs> yes all of okay, that I sounded have... wonderful uh-huh. can yes. we talk about how you used a hard h for herb yeah <laughs> herb it's an herb herb no it's, no no it is not it is it's a herb, it's no, it's a herb. herb. <laughs> fucking canadians it's herb it is an herb you know what no we're we're going to find out it's her. Your 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 Google's gonna be biased yeah. because it's right. No, <laughs> you did say Google's always right. You did. You said Google it's is right, always but right. Biased. <laughs> you said it is always right. I'm a, well, I don't have, have faith in Google. I think Google might pull pull through for us. <laughs> it's probably gonna be like, do you want the British version or the American version? It is actually. You called that dead ass yep, on. Damn. In British English, herb and it's dirt. Wow. (laughs) I totally could not read there for a second. Herb and it's derivatives such as herbaceous, herbal, and herbicide and herbivore are pronounced with the H. I'm so confused by what words you said because you (laughs) didn't pronounce the H. In American English, herb and herbal are more often pronounced with the without the h oh interesting you're wrong by, by the way i'm okay so the words that i said so were this movie herbitary <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> what <Hereditary>? <laughs> <laughs> i can't even do it it's it's the b that makes it silent in our language here so it, it's like herb herbaceous herbal herbicide and herbivore no. <laughs> no just no i i hate this 
fucking Canadians. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so Annie runs into Joan at the art supply store. Uh, Joan excitedly explains to Annie that she attended an open seance that changed her skepticism about physics and changed the minds of other physicists that were there. Bullshit. Um, Joan tells Annie that a medium was able to conjure her dead grandson, Louis, and taught Joan how to... Louis. What? Okay. Is it Louis? His name is Louis Louis with an S. Louis. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I was just reading the names, okay? We know. We know. You you (laughs) cheat. I don't even think you watch the movie. You just read the synopsis to us. Bullshit! Bullshit! I haven't read it. (laughs) Read it. Wow! See? See? This is proof. (laughs) I haven't read the entire synopsis and i already can tell you that there's naked ass people bowing down to paymon at the end hmm no how, naked ass people bowing that's what down, you babe. remember is the naked people <laughs> <laughs> how do you not remember that that was the most disturbing part about this movie yeah that was pretty oh. creepy i was like oh. what is this what is i love when i when i searched up trigger warnings it was like nudity there is full frontal of both genders, but not in a sexual way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, and uh, the seance person taught Joan how to conduct a seance as well. Joan has a chalkboard in the trunk of her car and invites Annie over to witness the seance. So they do the seance and it's like, put your hand on the glass and then, uh, Louis, are you here? And then Louis moves the glass and then starts writing on the chalkboard. I love you, Grandma. That that's, has to be a demon. Right? It, it has to be a demon doing that. 100%. I don't call my grandma, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I would also know how to spell love correctly. <laughs> Demons are illiterate. Proven. So um, she freaks out and she leaves and then... She hears the clucking sound while she's driving home afterwards. Did anybody else catch that? Because yeah, she hears it as she's staring at the pole that it happened. Yeah. Uh, so she wakes up that night to find a swarm of ants leading her to Peter's dead body. He's not dead. Well, it appears that he is because, I mean, we don't mm-hmm. technically know at this point, but she's sleepwalking. Yeah. So yeah. she's sleepwalking over her son's bed and it, it prompts a conversation. Oh, I don't know. She's not sleepwalking. She's just dreaming. While fucking walking? What would you call that? No, no, no. No, no, no. No, she's just dreaming. She's dreaming that she's sleepwalking. Because she, like, wakes up in the dream to Peter being like, what are you doing? And then that's when she's like, I didn't even want to have you. And then she, like, actually wakes up in Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Did I watch this movie? Dreams instead of dreams. (laughs) I don't... See, I told you. You didn't actually watch this movie. (laughs) So, anyway. uh, Annie later on recites Joanne or Joanne Jones incantation uh, with Charlie's sketchbook while Steve and Peter are asleep. Uh, and then she frantically goes and wakes them both up claiming that she has summoned Charlie and uh, charm. Charlie moves everything and does all this shit. And then she seemingly possesses Annie. Meanwhile, Peter is like screaming and crying. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. His- stop it. Yeah. And then okay. of course he's going to lose his shit. Cause one, he probably feels the guilt of, like, you know, the murder of his sister. So, of course, he's going to be, like, terrified. Yeah, traumatize him. Like, well, I'm, I'm not dogging him for being traumatized. Oh, uh, no, no. We're, we're, we're <laughs> no, just- I'm talking the mom. Like, yeah. forcing him to do that. Yeah, like, why yeah. would she force him then, to do and that? And then she's like, what happened? 
Oh, I don't know what fucking happened. Yeah. After that point, a lot of weird shit starts happening with him. Like he starts seeing a lot more. Like I feel like something got something no. got inside him. Like the thing him. is, the thing is, they summoned Paymon. If yeah. she just didn't do the se- seance, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, when, it, it wouldn't have. When did Peter get possessed by Paymon? Was um, that so, the end? Because some it, people no. say it's at the end. When he falls out no. of the roof. Yeah, it, it's when he jumps out of the roof that he gets. Yeah, but like he had like had interactions with Paymon before that. Like the yeah. light that he, yeah. that, you, that he sees, that's Paymon. And then right. he like gets like kind of possessed in the classroom, which is why he blank- bangs his head on the desk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But after like but Paimon didn't stay in like couldn't stay in him. Don't know why. But then right, later, and that was all after the, the mom and all after the seance, doing that, which like, which is in full like connection to like their their course in whatever class. It's like a. I don't know what class it was, but in the chalkboard, he had, uh, it said, punishment brings wisdom. What? Yeah, because, okay, they were, they were talking about, uh... Escaping fate? No, they were talking about a story, right? The woman of Trashis? T-R-A-C-H-I-S? I don't know how to say it. But it's a story, right? About, um, like, a, a woman who, uh, she, like, accidentally kills her husband or something okay wait wait i got it so uh it's a the greek hero her heracles heracles i don't know and his jealous wife so the jealous wife accidentally brings about his death with a poisoned robe and his death is foretold to her by an oracle and the whole like point of their lesson is is it more tragic if he like if there wasn't a choice in his death or if she did have a choice in his death and a student says, I think it's more tragic because if it's all just inevitable, that means the characters have no hope and they have never had hope because they're just pawns in this horrible, hopeless machine, which it relates to Annie because she had a choice. She could have chose to not do the seance, but she did, which doomed her family to all die. Yeah. Somebody just make that. I did. I was yeah. going to say something. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was icy. I, I'm looking right now at the, at the Zoom meeting and there's popped up. So it was, it was icy. So yeah, that was, that was my information. Interesting. Continue. So anyway. Psychological. Um, I love it. I don't know where I got, but I saw that apparently in that scene they're talking about escaping fate, which is a reference to Halloween. So I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Which, ironically, this movie was released on the same day as the trailer for Halloween 2018, which Ooh. also is Soul's birthday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, um, after everything happens with Peter at school and he's banging his head and everything, um, his dad brings him back and he's pissed at Annie for Peter becoming convinced that a, spindle- a vengeful spirit is threatening him. Uh, Annie trashes her studio in frustration when she accidentally breaks a tiny model chair uh, after the voicemail from her gallery that we had talked about earlier. Um, This is when the voicemail came about pressuring her to provide the new pieces. Um, Charlie's spirit supernaturally draws in her old sketchbook laying on the bed, and Peter sees a vision of his dead sister in the corner, and her head falls off turning into a recreation ball on the floor before being choked in his bed by recreation. Yeah. It's like a soccer ball or it's some like kind of kickball. Ball. Yeah. It's, it's a, like a pokey ball to me. That's really why I one. said recreation ball. Cause I didn't know what kind of ball it was. 
<laughs> you didn't know what kind of ball it was because you didn't watch the movie. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, Peter accuses his mother of sleepwalking and attacking him again. Annie advises Peter not to tell Steve what had happened for reasons. I don't know. Um, she goes on to explain that something supernatural is happening in the house and she is the only one who can stop it. Uh, the window above Peter's bed has a mark that looks similar to the one in Charlie's classroom when uh, struck by the bird. Um, Annie realizes that the spirit that she has summoned is malevolent. Uh, she throws Charlie's sketchbook into the fireplace. Annie's arm mirrors the burning book by also catching fire, forcing Annie to rescue the book and Annie returns to Joan for help, but no one's there and she does not go inside Joan's residence. The camera shows us Joan's place is decked out in witchcraft paraphernalia, including a photo of Peter inside a ceremonial triangle and a symbol Annie recognizes from the family photos. I think so wrote down all the things that are actually in that scene. Yes. All of what's in that scene. I did. Like the things that are in there that have like symbolized other things that were in the movie, like uh, like the symbol that's you know like the grandma's symbol and the symbol of the cult. It was in there twice. Um, there's a shrine of Peter in the background, and then the table had Charlie's creations and the like the the dead animal heads, and then um, there was also a triangle on the table with Peter in the middle, and the triangle also was in the grandma's room when Annie went to go. Like when Annie saw that the door was open. Which, when I was doing uh, research on like actual cults for Paymon, uh, the triangle is actually how they summon Paymon. Yeah. Also, also the the there was on like the one of Charlie's creations, like the main one that she was working on in the classroom, uh, had like the the bird head on it with the mm-hmm. crown, which was just like Charlie's drawing that the dad saw like at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. Okay. Yeah, and Annie saw the rug outside that had the same symbol she put to and like that's when she rushes back home. Yeah. And she goes up in the attic and like pulls out all these old rugs and realizes that Yeah. It's and then the she looks at the embroidery. books. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Realizes um, Jones all in the old photo albums. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she learns that the symbol is associated with the demon Paimon at this point. Uh one of the kings of hell. Uh, she also finds that photo that you had just mentioned of Joan and Ellen. So this basically says that, you know, Joan and Ellen knew each other and Joan knew them from the get go. Um, so they were basically in the same coven, quote unquote, devoted to uh, gaining riches by conjuring Paimon into a male body. Annie discovers Ellen's headless corpse in her house's attic and it's covered in flies and just stinky and nasty. Um, Peter, we cut to Peter and he hears Joan. What? what did you what? just say? When she finds her grandma up in the attic. Yeah, she finds her grandma. Oh, yes. Attic. Headless body. I'm so stupid. Yeah. I heard it as just the head and I was like, what? No, El- <laughs> I, I got Ellen's really confused. headless corpse. Yes, yes, yes. So we oh, cut. Good. Good <laughs> so we cut to Peter and he hears Joan shouting. I expel you at him from a distance at school behind a fence. Um, Creepy. Can you I know. tell you the words that she says? Yeah. She recite, She recites the words um, Satani, Dagani, and Eparagon, which are phrases that you that are performed after like a conjuring spell to like send spirits back to like the spirit world. Uh, so she was saying it to like psych out Peter to like, you know, like more psycho- 
psychological fuckery okay. to make him weaker so that <laughs> Paimon could, you know, possess him. Yeah. Um, he acts possessed and suddenly bashes his head into the desk, snapping out of his trance with cries of pain and terror. And then we cut to Annie standing in the pouring rain below the tree with Ellen's scrapbook. And we see that Peter's room behind her in the real house does not exist. Like, it's just not there, right? What? What? When when she's when she's looking in the pouring rain, or when she's staring... You remember when she's staring at the treehouse in the pouring rain? Yeah. If you look back behind, and, and this is what I remember, and I'm going to be so giddy and giddy and giddy if none of you caught this, but <laughs> when it... Uh, when we... Like, the camera angles towards Peter's room behind her, it's not there. Like, the room does not exist. I did not catch that. You didn't catch that? No, no. I did not. Woo! I caught something no one else caught! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, the only fucking thing you caught in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the room that Peter normally is in, it's not there. Like, there's no window, there's no nothing. It's, it's just not there. Hmm. I am so proud of myself! I'm so proud of you! <laughs> Anyway, uh, Steve ends up bringing Peter home after his little headbang. Bang your head! Metal help it drive you mad! All right! Okay, okay. <laughs> Relax there, Rockstar. Sorry. Um, Annie approaches the car and is uh, dry with no sign of the downpour. So I guess she, like, dried off or what, you know, whatever. Um Annie tells Steve that Ellen's corpse is in the attic, but it is now decapitated. Uh, she also shows Steve the photographs where Joan and Ellen are wearing the seal of Paimon. Annie explains that their family became cursed when she tried contacting Charlie. Uh, she also explains the connection to Charlie's sketchbook, adding that Steve needs to destroy it in order to save Peter. Uh, Peter is asleep in his room in the background and is not awakened by the conversation, uh, but disbelieving her wild claims steve accuses annie of digging up ellen's grave when steve refuses to burn the sketchbook annie throws it back into the fire in a panic even though she presumes doing so will kill her and instead steve spontaneously bursts into flames that was the other scene that just fucking got me i was like what <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i kind of suspected it was going to happen you you knew it had to happen yeah i did not <laughs> I figured I thought it was she gonna was going to bust into flames, but no, he did. And I was like, I was confused. Um, with his possessed mother hovering in the corner above his head, Peter gets up to search in the house. Uh, when he leaves his room, the ladder to the attic is withdrawn. Uh, and Peter finds his father's charred corpse. Uh, a possessed Annie chases Peter to the attic. The ladder to the attic is now down. Uh, Annie jumps up and furiously pounds her head on the attic floor or on the attic door after Peter climbs the ladder and retracts it into the upstairs ceiling. So she's like full blown exorcist right now. Okay, yeah. On I was going to say when when she set the husband into flames, she did that look where yeah, you know she just eyes. like changes like and I love this actress. She's an amazing actress, I think. She played in this show called The United States of Terra and was kind of like this play this other lady with DID where she just like changed personalities a lot and she's just really good at like making that 
disassociated face, like like the just... very like very quick at changing. Yeah, you know? yeah, hmm. I I love her, but yeah, he, it, he did um, not like her. <laughs> um so sorry sorry to go back i was just trying to figure out which album cover it was i don't know why when the um steve is that his name when he was selling yep. fire them just standing next to each other staring at each other remind- i don't know if anyone else is gonna get me on this but to me it looked like the um wish you were here album cover from pink floyd oh <laughs> it does wow. oh my god yes yeah wow Wow. So, but yeah, was was she possessed? Like, what just happened there? She just changed into somebody else. I mean, it was. It's almost like she was. She had to have been because she floated up into the fucking air because started banging her head on the door. Right. It showed like Paimon's light going in. Yeah, it it did. And then her and then her face switched. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So she's banging her head. Metal helper driver mad. Um. Quiet. Why? Quiet Riot reference, if anybody hasn't <laughs> gotten that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, soul. <laughs> favorite genre. <laughs> that is not my favorite genre. That's 80s hair metal. I hate 80s hair I metal. I said that's my favorite genre. <laughs> 80s hair metal? Totally. Are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> <laughs> of course I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, in the attic, Peter finds uh, a bunch of flies, candles, and it's like a ritual. A ritual. Mm-hmm. Did yep. I say that right? A ritual? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. You're good. Uh, and a photo with his face uh, with the eyes punched out. Ellen's what is body- up with that? Because it was throughout the movie that, like, it was implying that his eyes were going to get scratched out or something. So the eyes are essentially the, the eyes are the, the gate to the soul. Yeah. In okay. most, like, religious, like, Eastern religious cultures. It mm-hmm. it basically your eyes are like the gateway or the window or the doorway to your soul. Okay. So removing them allows something to come in or whatever. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. Also, also like um when he's like up in the attic there, right behind him when like when it shows him before it like pans to, like the rest of the attic, you can see behind him one of the naked uh nudists. Yeah. Which is why the gate like why the the gate was down. After, like when he went back because it was up before oh yep so someone, yep. someone put it down mm-hmm. which is also how the mom got back up there after her whole fit yeah yeah uh so annie suddenly hovers above peter before severing her own head with wire like she like yeah. saws yeah. her own fucking head in half with wire yeah. which yeah. is the third decapitation uh confronted by this horror and three undressed devil worshippers Peter jumps out of the window, panicking, and he hits his head on the ground below, which seemingly knocks him out. But he rises up after oddly the glowing light uh, hovers around his body and then goes like into him. Yep. And then we hear that and Peter is doing it now. So Paimon is now in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he walks up to the treehouse and goes up in and we see an assembly of a bunch of worshipers bowing naked. And he is greeted by a woman with long hair and a bathrobe. Charlie's decapitated head sits atop a statue of Paimon. Peter looks around with a daze, flat expression, and we're shown Annie and Ellen's headless bodies lying, bowing on the floor in front of the statue. Joan's voice calls Peter to, Charlie, as a woman crowns him, 
but welcomes Peter as Paimon while the coven hails the demon's arrival. The story ends with a shot of a model treehouse filled with dolls that look like Peter, the coven, and the headless Annie and Ellen. And that's the movie. Yep. Also, like, throughout the movie, like, after Charlie's death, the mom constantly is like, Charlie? Like, who did, who yeah. did you pick? Who did, who called from school? Was it Charlie? No, yeah. it was your fucking son, you know, the one that's alive. <laughs> yeah. So after seeing this movie, talking about this movie, what did y'all think of it? Oh, I still have more to talk about. Continue. All righty. <laughs> uh, so, Bray, you could go first if you want. Well, I just have two things. Um, mm-hmm. At the point where Annie was, like, sawing her head off and the naked people started showing up, one of the old ladies that was naked just kind of, like, awkwardly waved and smiled at Peter, and it was just really awkward and weird for me. (laughs) (laughs) It was so, like, out of place. Yeah. Um, And my other thing was just, like, I was wondering where the dog was the whole time. Yeah. And then they showed a scene... Where the dog yeah. was dead, and I was like, "Okay, was he dead? did we was have he, to he was... include that? Like, I could have just done without the closure of wondering where the dog was." <laughs> I hate that. I hate when they include that, like the pet was yeah. killed too, or something that kills me. I cry more over animal yeah. mood. <laughs> Same. Speaking of the naked people, I think it was when he jumped out of the window and he was going over. Uh, when Peter's going over to the treehouse there's just like three uh, naked people standing in the forest and honestly what it's like playing the forest you just casually just look to the side you just see naked people looking at you <laughs> yeah. yeah talking about like the naked people so like you know like before he like wakes up in bed and like you know annie's on the wall it shows like the house like on the outside and it's like the day and then it flashes tonight and then it's him waking up well when it flashes tonight you can see like all of the the cultists like around the house in the woods oh really yeah Hmm. and also throughout the story there's um like three words that are written on the wall that the camera focuses on one is the first one is satiny which is above charlie's bed and that's the word used in necromancy it's to command the dead back to the spirit world and there's another one which is um sazas which like uh this dude Alistair Crowley, he used in his, you know, in his summonings to call forth. And then there's the other one, which is like Liftos Pandemonium, which, you know, Liftos is the Hebrew word for open or unlock. And then Pandemonium is like all demons. So it's kind of like opening up for demons. So I thought that that was interesting. Oh, and also, also when I like first get home from like the funeral, you can hear footsteps in the attic, which is. It's kind of like hinting at like the the cultists have always been up in the attic, and like they've like they they brought like the grandma's body up there, and they've just been up there that whole time. Because like throughout the movie, they were talking about like a smell, which was obviously the body in the attic. I oh yeah, I don't I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> All right, so having seen this movie and now having talked about the movie, what did everybody think? I liked it. I thought it was I pretty good. It. it was all right. All right, Teagues, you got any more fun facts for us? I know we've talked about a lot of fun facts in this movie already. <laughs> um, well, I know Bert had mentioned earlier about how the actress for Annie, like, she's really good in horror movies, but uh, she actually hates doing horror movies. Yeah. And huh. um, 
but she enjoyed she this that, film, like the script, so bad. Yeah, she says she really liked the script of this one and the unique plot, but she says that I am sick of head of heavy and I don't want to have to cry all the time when making movies. I just want some funny movies. So well, she picked the right crazy. movie. She's won a bunch of them. Yeah, like when I was looking into like about her, I actually saw an article that was like the queen of horror, and I was like, it's really ironic because she hates it. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, but it's Tony Collette. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, Tony Collette. Amazing actress. I'll give her that. Yeah, I mean, she's in like The Sixth Sense. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that when I searched her up. I was like, wait, what? I guess yeah. I have to rewatch that. Yeah, um, she she's in quite a few good movies. I mean, her other two really horror, but she only took it because there is dark comedy where Fright Night and Krampus. Fright Night is not horror. It's counted as horror. <laughs> I, I'm picking that then. That's going to be one of my next movies. Oh, no. Oh, God. Love Fright Night. Love me some David Tennant. Oh, God. Okay. So let's hit that scary scale. So on a scary or oh. on a... Oh, you think I'm done. Okay. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> my bad, team. Oh, my God. No, my like bad. I said, I, I have a long list, but that's okay. Um, So the actor for Steve and Peter, which their names are Gabri- Gabriel, not Gabriel, Gabriel Bryan and Alex Wolf, had worked together previously as father and son in a TVC series in treatment, as well as uh, Alex Wolf and Millie Chapro. Sh- who the actress for Charlie had known each other from school, making Tony, how do we say her name again? Colette, the outsider of the group, which mirrors her character pretty well. Hmm. So everyone, so everyone else in the family actually had known each other previously to filming, except for her. So that's pretty pretty cool. This movie was never meant to be a horror movie. And it was originally written just to be a family drama about dealing with grief and the loss of a loved one but you know once a director reread it over they were like huh maybe this could be a horror movie so they rewrote the script so this entire thing wasn't even supposed to be horror it's not even supposed to be viewed as horror interesting Uh, it so is though and y'all hate on me for my horror not horror (laughs) (laughs) i think this is so uh wholesome but also creepy the actress for Charlie, she says that her favorite scene in the film was the uh, decapitation film scene because she just really loved to stick her head out the window because it made her feel like she was on a roller coaster. Well, hopefully she doesn't do it in real life. <laughs> so uh, this is the director, uh, Ari Ari Alsper's uh, future de- debut, but he apparently has 10 different screenplays that he is planning to direct over the course of his career. Yeah, he has a movie coming that's supposed to come out this year called um, Disappointment Boulevard with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that movie. I like that. Hmm. Um, I want to say that Alex Wolf got so into this movie. My freaking goodness. Uh, let me find the several points I have on this. There's my clicking that I don't even mean to do. Um, so Alex Wolf says that he spent three months of method acting, including his character. He spent three months to the point that he believes he has uh, that PTSD had occurred as well. His brain has blocked out recording certain scenes. Wow. So his method of acting got so intense that he gave himself PTSD. So we love that. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
Well, apparently the director would force some of them to, like, go on lunch in character. Uh-huh. I have that as well, that uh, Alex Wolf and Millie, I, I, I can't remember. Anyways, the actors or actresses for Charlie and Peter were forced to go out in character and for lunch, it was, and as well, to buy a sweatshirt, and she wasn't allowed to talk. Like, it was stay in character, don't talk, and he had to figure, like, force her to talk as well as trying for what she wants. Interesting. Uh, uh, in the interviews, Alex Wolf has said that he had offered to break his own nose in the scene that his character slams his head on the desk. That's insane. <laughs> he also uh, said that he was willing to jump out the window, which again, <laughs> the director was like, no, you are not going to do that. But um, I, this is this is a direct quote that, I'm gonna, that I got straight from... I, the interview of Alex Wolf. So he actually dislocated his jaw for that scene. I boxed it for three years and I dislocated my jaw. So when that scene came around, Ari said, I really want you to look contorted somehow. And I was like, I can dislocate my jaw. It'll hurt, but I can dislocate my jaw for a scene. So I dislocated my jaw for that scene right before it. I then held my breath for about a minute and pushed as hard as I could so that my face was all red and purple in that scene. Because I was holding my breath for so long, I remember seeing stars. And then they just glued my eyelids back and we glued (laughs) up my lips. (laughs) I was going to say, that scene, he looked so, like, messed up. Like, it looked like his eyes were about to pop out of his head. Like, that was a really good scene. Good job. But holy shit. Relax. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that entire scene, he was he was real into it. Wow. So I'm just trying now to cross off all the facts I have gone through here. Um, one of the friends that Peter is smoking with under the bleachers shows up later on in the uh, treehouse, so he is part of the cult as well. Ooh, love that. Um, in Western Australia, when they had accidentally played the shocking trailer for Hereditary in the screening of a PG-rated film, Peter Rabbit. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So apparently there were 40 different families that ran out of the theater after that. Understandable. I would also run out of the theater after that. Uh, Charlie's decapitation was meant to be even more gory. They had originally made, you know, like a prop dummy and they had blood spewing out. So that was supposed wow. to be Wow. I don't think that was... Yeah, that was not needed at all. So, thankfully, that was cut. Uh, This movie is in the 1001 movies you must see before you die. That's a lot of movies. Yeah, better start watching them. Are you planning to kill me? Yes. Ooh, exciting. (laughs) Holy shit! What? What? Is Alex Wolf from that stupid Nickelodeon show, The Naked Brothers Band? Yes. Oh. I just put that together. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going through my, my facts here. The movie has around 35 minutes of music, which the composer worked 16 hours a day at the time in order to complete it, which his main instruction from the director was make it feel evil. This man is also in the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack playing the saxophone. I thought that was Love that. interesting. <laughs> I think that's it for what I can my many notes. I mean, I have the grossing the budget, but I'm going to get to that. All right. Um, so let's hit that scary scale. Thank you for those fun facts, by the way, Teagues. 
So nice. on a scale of one to ten, how scary did everybody find this movie? I want to hear everybody else. I'm going to say an eight. Okay. Six. I was just about to say six as well. I think it it's scary in the way that, like, I, I looked away for some scenes because, like, I didn't want to see, like, gore. But, like, even though they, they cut it, like, they show most things off screen. But I still, like, it made me look away because I didn't want to see stuff I didn't want. Not scary as in, like... I'm going to be thinking, like, looking around the corner every time I make a bend, you know? Okay, that's fair. Bray? Yeah, I, I give it a seven. Um, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was pretty creepy, and I would definitely recommend to others. Alrighty. Cool, cool. So let's talk that box office. Teagues, what do you got for us on box office? So the budget was $10 million, grossing it at $80 million worldwide. Damn. Yeah. Damn! I mean... Yeah, um, when you think about it, what most of the filming was inside the house. Most of filming, the, there wasn't actually a house. It's entirely um, right. a set. Yeah, and, and I mean, the movie itself, I would have assumed would be very low budget because there wasn't any like extravagant like yeah. things to it. But that's incredible. Um, the, the, there was that one scene where I don't know who it was on the wall. I think it was either the mother or Charlie, but she climbs across the side Mom. of the wall. And Soul and I just started like burst out in laughter because it was so funny <laughs> just to watch. Yeah, I can't tell if she like climbed on the wall again, like out the win- out the door, or if she like flew from the corner of the window out the <laughs> <Yeah>. door. <laughs> and I can't tell which one is like funnier. I don't know if it was after he found the dad in flames, but whatever part the Annie came popping out of the dark in the corner chasing after Peter. That part got me. Like, that part yeah, I was going to say, that was, that was the yeah. one jump scare. I think that was after he saw the dad. And then she starts chasing him, and that's why he runs. Well, because didn't she, like, go crawling across the wall at that point the opposite direction? Like, or yeah. she was up on the ceiling behind him? Yeah. And then next thing you know, she comes popping out of that corner? Yep. All right. So does anybody have anything else to add? Don't think so. Okay. Well, that's going to be it for us, everybody. Thank you for watching or listening to our podcast on hereditary so so what are you having us watch next week oh uh i think i was gonna go with zombievers yeah i know i just wanted to hear you say it oh i i was i was like hmm, well now i have like three different movies that i want to watch <laughs> but i think i think zombievers is gonna be the next okay so next week we are to watch <laughs> zombievers comedy horror i'm assuming it is a comedy horror yeah did you expect anything less from soul (laughs) nope (laughs) the canadian in me said we needed beavers you know i think i think it's gonna be refreshing that it goes from the movies i picked to the movies that soul picks yeah 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 all right everybody well until then keep it spooky Bye. bye bye bye